A Light to the Nations is a production of the Ephesus School Network. Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of A Light to the Nations. I'm your host, Father Fred Shaheen. Chapter 3 of Matthew's Gospel begins, In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then, in verse 13, we are told that Jesus came from Galilee to John to be baptized by him. Immediately after his baptism, at which he is declared by the voice of God, called a voice from heaven, to be the Son of God, in whom I am well pleased, chapter 4 begins by Jesus being led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. It then says that Jesus fasted forty days and forty nights, and afterward he was hungry. At that point, the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. Jesus responds by referencing scripture. It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's from Deuteronomy, the fifth book of the Pentateuch. So Jesus' first temptation in Matthew is to prove his sonship by relying solely on the word of God for his sustenance and not earthly bread. And to boot, the setting for all of this is the wilderness. In Matthew, we hear a literary tension, not only between heavenly bread and earthly bread, but also between the open wilderness, where the former is to be found, and cities built by the hand of men, which provide the latter. This double contrast is at its most striking in chapter 14 in the passage of the feeding of the multitudes. There, Jesus goes by himself to a deserted place, and the multitudes follow him. When it is evening, his disciples try to persuade him to send the multitudes away to the villages so that they can buy food for themselves. And yet, Jesus tells them, they don't need to go anywhere. You give them something to eat. The tension from chapter 4, when Jesus was hungry and tempted to eat bread, is revisited here. How does one find bread in the desert sufficient to feed so many people? Practically speaking, it makes sense to go back into the city where there are stores and buy food. But Jesus insists that there is no need to go anywhere. His disciples can feed them. Apparently, they not only have what the multitudes need for sustenance, but plenty to feed all of them. So what's going on here? Let's hear the passage. When Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a deserted place, and the hour is already late. 
Send the multitudes away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, We have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, Bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass, and he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples, and the disciples gave to the multitudes. So they all ate and were filled, and they took up twelve baskets full of the fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about five thousand men, besides women and children. That's Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 through 21. First of all, it says that Jesus had departed by himself to a lonely place, and the multitudes followed him there on foot. You almost get the impression that Jesus had the intention of being alone, but his solitude is unexpectedly invaded by crowds of people. But the text cleverly tells us that the multitudes followed Jesus into the wilderness on foot, which is to say that they walked. In scripture, walking is a technical term which refers to one's conduct. We hear in Genesis that Enoch walked with God and that Noah walked with God, which means they behaved in accordance to what God commands with his voice. Like obedient sheep, they followed the voice of their shepherd. By telling us that the multitudes followed Jesus into the wilderness on foot, Matthew is telling us that they are actually being led by Jesus as a shepherd leads his flock, and they will be sustained by him the same way he was sustained in the wilderness when he was tempted, by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Furthermore, Jesus is teaching his disciples that they themselves are called to shepherd the multitudes in the same manner. They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And that food, the bread that will provide sustenance for the multitudes in the desert, is unmistakably the teaching that Jesus offers them, the words of scripture which proceeds out of the mouth of God. We hear this in the mention of five loaves, which correspond to the five books of the Pentateuch. It is only that bread offered free of charge in the open wilderness and not the bread bought and sold in the cities that offers life. If we don't pick up on the five loaves corresponding to the books of scripture, if we didn't catch that the bread is the teaching, Matthew makes it plain in the next chapter. There, Jesus warns the disciples to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, but they think he says that because they forgot to take bread. Jesus corrects that understanding. Do you not understand or remember the five loaves of the five thousand and how many baskets you took up, nor the seven loaves of the four thousand and how many large baskets you took up? How is it that you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread, but to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees. That's Matthew chapter 15, verses 9 through 12. 
The push on the part of the disciples for the multitudes to go away into the villages to buy food for themselves is in striking contrast to Jesus' conviction that they can be fed sufficiently where they are, out in the wilderness, and with the food that Jesus himself is providing. That desire to go back to the city and villages to buy food echoes earlier parts of the scriptural story. In Genesis 12, Abram makes a detour down to Egypt because of a famine, betraying a mistrust in the Lord and his providence, even after the Lord had specifically instructed him to go where he would lead him. And then later, the sons of Jacob are forced to go to Egypt to buy food when there is a severe famine. Ironically, it is their brother Joseph whom they sold into slavery, now the second most powerful man in Egypt who provides them with bread. And still later, after the Exodus, the sons of Israel become hungry and impatient, wandering in the desert, and long to go back to Egypt with its storehouses and cities. The Egyptians may have treated them harshly, they reason, but at least they weren't going to die of starvation. So in Matthew chapter 14, Jesus' disciples are still operating under the conviction that bread is that which is bought and sold in stores, and that such bread is what gives life. In a straightforward and powerful way, Jesus teaches them that what they already have, the scriptural bread that comes from heaven, represented by the five loaves, is sufficient to feed the multitudes. And that bread is received and distributed freely to all in the open wilderness. The two fish represent the two communities, Israel and the nations. In other words, all who are being called. After they are fed, twelve baskets of fragments are taken up, twelve indicating the totality of Israel, which having incorporated those who are grafted in, are now fed as a single community. Finally, this passage is introduced by telling us that when Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a lonely place by himself. The thing that Jesus heard was the news of John's beheading and burial by his disciples. It's as if in the story, upon hearing that the forerunner's work has been completed, Jesus is led back into the wilderness, the place where both his and John's work had begun, to teach his own disciples how to feed the multitudes with every word proceeding out of the mouth of God. The God of Scripture is presented to us literarily as a shepherd who provides life to his flock in a setting where it couldn't otherwise be possible. There are no cities or storehouses in the open wilderness. The only chance for the flock to survive is to follow the shepherd, and it does that by hearing his voice and moving their feet in the direction that voice leads them. This concludes episode 20 of A Light to the Nations. I thank you for listening. Oh,